Boom, there it is. All right, ladies and gents, it's rock and roll. I got a good one for you guys today. You know, success is more than just, you know, fancy things. We'll talk about that in a sec. But what happens when you want to give back? How do you do that? Today's guest is going to help us with that. Let's do this. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this. Who do we got on the show today? You know, in business, we often think of the lifestyle. I didn't even turn your fire on, man. Gary, I forgot to turn your fire on. All right, here we go. Here we go. In business, we often think of lifestyle and what we're working towards, right? The fancy cars, the fancy houses, vacations, and all the little shiny things. But the things that really give us joy is when we help others. There are so many entrepreneurs who are fo- who are fueled by more than their success. They're here to make a difference. And today's guest is helping those who have a vision and those who are inspired to help others, but maybe need talents and other resources to bring their vision to life. So let's welcome to the show from the Cooperative Opportunity Project, Gary Leon. <laughs> Gary, what's up, man? How you feel about that? What's good, man? How you doing, man? That's a great intro right there. <laughs> good. It got you smiling, right? If it got you smiling, that's it. That's the key right there. Did it work? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, man. Let's jump into this. Uh, why? Why is the number one factor that's going to get you up in the morning when it's cold, when you don't feel like doing it, when the work is piled up and there's something that pushes you forward? That why is so important. So that's my first question for you, man. Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. Tell me about yourself. Well, it's important to give back. You know, I always try to, I come from certain environments that, you know, people, you need more. So I know what it is not to have something. So when I got older and I wanted to, and I started my own business, the first thing I wanted to do was actually give back so I could make a bigger impact. So I feel like it's important to do that. So that makes me get up every morning and try to think of new ways to help new people. And you know, try to make create a bigger change in this in this come in this country, especially in underserved communities. Dude, there's so many people who want to help in organizations, right? Like they they have this need, whether it's it could be anything, it could be you know helping little children in impoverished uh, countries, it could be right here at home helping our own underserved uh, uh, communities. It could be, I want to save the turtles. Like there's so many people who have things that they stand behind. How do you pick one? Well, there's four things I actually try to help out with the most. One is education. The other one is youth empowerment. The other one is homelessness. And the last one is veteran affairs. Those are my four core project foundations for each program that we do. Because those are the things I feel like most needed in this country right now. So youth empowerment, education, homelessness, and veteran affairs. Those are the four that I focus on the most. The homeless one is one that's been, uh, like there was a time in my life where I literally didn't have a home. Um, I'm li- I live in San Diego now, right? But I was born in LA. 
And my parents uh, wanted us to get out of the L.A. gang area because when I was growing up, man, it mattered like what colors you wore and what stuff was going on in the streets. Right. So they wanted to get us out of there. They brought us to San Diego. And like within a few months of us getting here, the job that my dad came for, like the company went under and he didn't have no job. And so we didn't have no place to live. Luckily, you know, we had family back in L.A. They shipped us, the kids, back to home. And then they kind of just you know, dug their roots and, and planted their feet here in San Diego. And, and, you know, there, that just in that little story, there are people who can help. You know, we had family that was close by. There are people out there who are going through similar situations that have no one. Yeah. Like, there's no one they can fall back on. I mean, that's the kind of situation that you're talking about when, we, when you're talking about some of these communities where people have no one. Yeah, definitely. You got to, when people think of homelessness, they always think about people who choose to live on the feet, on the streets. But actually, there's a lot of younger people now that are becoming homelessness. They got, they got a lot of kids who are in group homes and at the age of 18, they phase out of the system. So they, they're forced to live on their own. They don't have no families. They don't have nowhere to go. So a lot of them are living in shelters. A lot of them are living on the streets. And there's also, like you said, there's a lot of people, most people in this country, they're living paycheck to paycheck. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, like most people in this country, they ain't, ain't nobody rich. A lot of people, most people ain't rich. So you live in paycheck to paycheck. You know, anything can happen. You could lose your job. Um, somebody in your family gets sick. Things happen, and you don't know how quickly you could become homeless, especially if you don't have a support system, if you don't have family around. So that's a, a real problem right there. That's why organize, organizations like us, we're trying to help that out and stop it before it, it gets to a, fur, a further impact. All right, so let's talk about that. What do you do? <laughs> what exactly do you do? <laughs> so I run a nonprofit. It's called the Cooperative Opportunity Project. And what we do is we go into underserved communities, but we do things a little bit differently. First thing we do is we meet with community leaders because each community has a different need. After that, we think about a, a think outside the box project or program that's going to directly impact that country. I mean, that community. So the, the things that we do that is, and we always tie a small business for each project that we do. Cause I believe that small businesses are important for each community to grow. And then we, we after that, we, um, we make sure that the program is ran thoroughly from the beginning to the end. And then after that, the program is a success and we see the transformation happen. So that's, that's, the, that's the basis of what we do. That's a beautiful thing, the way you have it set up. By the way, Joe says, I've got no one. And Joe, you got a lot of people, man. I and mean, you've been helping people for so many years. You're right, though. I, I mean, maybe he's got no immediate family to fall back on, right? But you have to build those, those new relationships. But let's yeah. talk about, you know, your organization and what you're doing. I like the fact that you're embedding a small business that's already in the community. Like, what's your thought process behind that? Like, that's by design. Why do it that way? Well... When you think about it, right, like right now we're doing a virtual after school program and it's designed to teach kids in the community stuff that's not taught in school or sometimes not at home. Like we teaching kids financial literacy, stocks 101. We got an entrepreneurship class. We got a media arts class. We got coding, graphic design, and we got 13 classes all in all. But the importance of it is we're also hiring people who actually professions professionals in those courses. Like for the graphic design program, we actually have a graphic designer who's teaching the course. And the purpose of that is number one, we're helping a small business. Number two, the kids are now looking at somebody who looks like a teacher 
they actually looking at somebody who actually wants to do as doing something that they want to do. So they get a different experience instead mm -hmm. of just having a teacher teaching them the basics of graphic design. They actually have someone who's teaching them, you know, the ups and the downs or different techniques that they learn. So it's more it's more it's more of a learning experience more than just going to class or taking a class. And that's one of the ways we tie small businesses into one of our projects. Yeah, man, dude, that, that's awesome. I, I feel like that's something that's lost. Like I'm a, I, I teach, right? I, I literally teach at a regular high school. And I feel like a lot of what is taught in school is irrelevant in real life. It's great information, right? And there's, there's some good stuff and we should definitely learn a, a bit of it. But I feel like what we're lacking is where do we apply this in my life? How is this going to get me to that next thing that I'm trying to get to? Uh, knowledge... I mean, today, especially if I want to know something, I'll Google it real quick, right? I'll get the answer that I'm looking for. Um, but being immersed with a mentor, somebody who's doing what I want to do, that speaks the same language, has the same passions, that's totally different, dude. That that sets you leaps and bounds. You don't fight with the kid to do the homework. The kid's anxious to do the work because it ain't work for him. It's fun. Like the kid's learning some stuff. So, you know, when you see these kids in communities that need that extra support, that extra help, what problem are you solving? How do you come in and solve that for them? Hey, we've got a problem here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, first thing that we do is create opportunity. Opportunity is something that everybody needs. You know, if you have a, I come from a place where opportunity didn't come around a lot. And when it did come around, when it did come around sometimes, you didn't even know how to manage it or to take advantage of it because it was it was something new to you. So that's one of the things that we try to focus on. The second part of it is kids or younger people, they like to see people who look like them doing different things. You know, then it becomes real. It's not like I see somebody on TV. If you see somebody who looks like, look like you, comes from the same area, have tattoos, you know, different different things, it, it resonates with them more. And they actually feel like, wow, that's something I can do and I can achieve. So creating an opportunity is one of the most important things, as well as combining it with somebody who, who looks real to them in, in, in a real space in real time. Dude, creating opportunity, I think for, for, in my experience with youth anyways, it's not even creating, it's identifying, right? Like what is an opportunity? Like, where, where do you see something where one person sees a problem, another person sees a potential for a business? Where does somebody see, you know, there's an, there's an altercation or a conflict and somebody's coming in with a, with a resolution, right? Like, how do you spot an opportunity when you were just raised to be cautious and make it to tomorrow? Yeah, you, you know, it's true. When I was, when I was younger, I worked, I worked in, a, um, in, a, in Manhattan in a big office building, and there was a guy in there. He offered me a real opportunity because um, I used to draw graffiti. And he, he offered me, a, um, he caught me drawing graffiti in the elevator shop. And I thought he was going to fire me. But what he did when I came back on Monday, he said, I saw what you're doing. I should fire you, but I see that you got a little bit of talent. So I could pay your way to college, and you could take up graphic design, and you could come back and work for the company. I could arrange that. For me being young, 16 and a knucklehead, I want, I, you know, I didn't take advantage of it. When I came home, I talked to my friends and was like, uh, computers ain't gonna be nothing like that. And now look at <laughs> where the world is right now. And actually I, I teach a, I teach a graphic, I mean, I have somebody teaching a graphic design class. But the point I'm trying to make is that um, sometimes when you're young or you're in a certain environment, 
you don't you don't understand how good of an opportunity is. And that's why you need a mentor or you need somebody to help guide you and tell you, like, this is good. You know, you should really jump on it. So that's that's what we try to do. We try to be the middleman between opportunity and and the people. What was that? I remember here to saying like, uh, you know, in your 20s, you thought you knew it all. In your 30s, you figured out you don't know quite everything that you thought you knew. You get to your 40s and 50s, you're like, man, I didn't know a damn thing. I'm still trying to figure it out right now. I mean, that's how I feel like, you know, when, when you explain that. Dude, I remember uh, my very first business was a computer repair company. And um, my, one of my very first employee, his name was Chuck, and he's awesome on computers, great photographer, right? And so I hired him to help me fix computers this back in the Windows XP, Windows 98 days. Uh, and, and remember, he came to me and he's like, hey, dude, we should advertise on Google. And I was looking at him like, what? And he goes, yeah, man, like literally you just put an ad and people will click on it. And then you only get charged when they click on it. And my answer to him was similar to yours. I was like, bro, if their computer's broken, how are they going to Google me? Like, that's not going to work. That's why we got to put our money into the yellow pages, bro. <laughs> that's how long ago it was, man. Like, but the lesson learned, right? The lessons learned, you can pass that on to that next generation, right? Yeah. It's like like a story like that, that'd be, that's real to them. Like, it's, it's not like, see, you learned that from experience. It's one yeah. thing to teach a class, like, you know, the best way to do is, on market something on Google. Anybody could do that. But see that story that you told, that connects to some of them and they could be like, oh, I get it. Because you know, you, that's, a, that's something real that you went through. And a lot of a lot of these kids, they going through real life situations. So when you when you combine that with a real teacher or a real person, everything works out. All of a sudden it makes sense, right? Yeah. So in any business, getting that ideal client or getting people to work with you is always the most difficult task at first. And then, of course, it gets easier and easier as you build your brand. Um, so who are you looking for right now? What's your ideal? Like you're you're on the hunt. You're looking for who? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the thing, one of the things I'm looking for is I'm looking for donors. That's number one. Like because in order in order to make an impact, let's be real, you need funding. And I'm also looking for people that want to be a part of something new. Because the way I run my nonprofits is, is not like a traditional nonprofit. And I feel like the younger generation they want to give back and they want to do more with it in their community, but they want to see it done a different way. So some of the people I'm looking for is new donors, millennials, or people even older people who want to actually do something that's different like you know teach kids a different way or a new solution to homelessness or or different projects that you want to see implemented in the in the country or in, in the community that's what i'm looking for anybody who's serious about giving back or people who got skill sets that want to be you know if you're a, if you're good at marketing or you're good at fundraising or you're good at um you doing shows like this anything that can help out that's the type of people i'm looking for Dude, so tell me a little bit about the co-op project. Like, what is that organization like? Are you putting together multiple projects and running different things within that umbrella? Or are you helping, you know, co-op and partner with other nonprofits? How does it work? All right. The beauty about the co-op project is this. Number one, you know how most nonprofits, they focus on one thing. and There's nothing wrong with that. They focus on one thing. We focus on four things, but that's the foundation of it. But Suppose you, you was only passionate about education, right? And that's what you wanted to, to donate your money to education. We create projects 
that, that we, we create different projects. So we create a project based around education. So instead of you funding the whole, the whole nonprofit, you can actually fund that one project, that one program. So I'll give you an example. If we like right now we're doing a virtual after school program and we have 275 kids. We have from, from 15 different states, all the way from New York, the Eastern Seaboard, Louisiana, Texas, all the way to Minnesota and Nebraska. Right? Wow. It's all virtual. Like I said, we're teaching kids something that's different in school. If you wanted to fund that one program or that one project, you um you could ask us and we'll send you a, a PDF with everything what that pro what that program costs. So it's not like you're gonna be paying additional graphic designer fees for the whole year and everything like that. You see where your money is going. It's actually so if you want if if the pro if the program costs Fifty-seven thousand dollars. That's where your money's going. It'll, it'll be all outlined. It costs for the instructors this. It costs um, for the marketing. Everything is all outlined, so you could just fund that one program. And the beauty of what we do, we don't have no problem collaborating with other people as well too, because we just want to see the work get done. Mm. We don't have no problem collaborating with other nonprofits. We um we're not based in one place. We like right the pro the program we're doing right now is nationwide. We don't even have problems going to other cities and setting up programs within the within the thing. So if you live in Chicago and you have a lot of um a lot of pull or you have somebody who have a lot of funding or you have an idea that you really want to do, but you don't really you don't you're not a nonprofit, you can always contact us and we could put it together and chop it up and then we could build something together and do it. So that's how we kind of do. It's kind of a new way to look at a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a like a GoFundMe type thing, but for on, but on the nonprofit side, you're literally selecting. You're like, you know what? Not the Girl Scouts, not Goodwill, not this. But you're but within one nonprofit, right? So in this nonprofit, you have those four phases. You talked about it: education, youth, veterans, and homeless, right? So you can go into any of these, and then in those sections, look at the different projects that you have going on. Find one that, you know, you're like, ooh, that's kind of cool. I want, I, this is where I want to place my money and then literally go through that, right? So if, Exactly. Okay, so if people want to get involved, what's that process like? There you go. I love those intros, man. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love those intros. Um, first of all, you can always contact us. Um. Our email is right on our, con our contact section is right there. I answer all my emails promptly. Uh, other way that you could do it is you could do um, you could donate. Those are the those are the three the two simplest ways to do. It. If you email us and it's something that you want to that you want to get done, um, you know I could set up a time, set up a meeting, and we could talk about diff different ways we could help. Either either you could help us or we could help something that you want to put together. So those are the two. E Easiest way to do the donate button is we got a big donate button on the on the front of the on homepage as well as a whole section dedicated to that. But those are the two ways that you do that. Like we have a a program a project that we want to want to launch is a veteran project. It's called a Brother Sean project, and that's like a we're trying to do a virtual counseling for for veterans because we know in certain communities mental health is something that's not talked about. So we're trying to bridge the gap between helping people. Who suffer from PTSD or you know different things that they got from the war and they don't know how to express themselves and we're trying to make it easier for them instead of actually trying to go to the VA and get a counselor you know people that that's not used to mental health 
they look for any excuse not to take it. But if we make it more accessible, where they could just pick up their phone in private and they could just on the other line have a counselor and you know help them out through their situations, that's something that we're trying to do. So that's that's kind of the basis of how you can help and one of the things that you can help with. See, that's that to me, that's beautiful. Like that's probably one of my favorite things of being an educator, you know, getting in front of people, talking to people, helping them, advising them, you know, being that mentor, like to watch them from where they were to what they become, right? Like the struggles that they were going through, the hand they were dealt for that life. And then they go through our programs or they, they go through a situation, whatever it is, and you're able to help them. You get to see them become something different. You got any any stories like that, like tugged at your heartstrings where you were like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy. And all of a sudden, like, you know, fast forward and, and he's doing phenomenal. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I did a program in Southeast DC and it was an entrepreneur program. So I put, uh, I used my own money. This is before I even had a nonprofit, but I used my own money to, uh, I wanted to do a summer camp, but I wanted to do a summer camp differently. And I wanted to teach kids about money. I wanted to teach kids how to make their own money. So, um, I Googled how to write a, a, a curriculum and I, I found the school through a friend of mine and I pitched the idea to the principal. He loved it. So then um, I you know, I put some things around the school and I had, I had a bunch of kids show up for the program. It was a six week program. We met three days a week and I always had guest speakers to come and talk to the kids. I took them to sneaker stores, had real estate people come and talk to them, different things. And in the beginning of the class, there was one kid, you know, he was real, you know, like real hesitant. He didn't really want to mm-hmm. get involved. He was a little bit younger and, you know, he thought, you know, he was sitting down there and I was like, why are you looking like that? He was like, well, my mother put me in here. I, this is not what I want to do. And, you know, I, it's the summertime. So I'm like, all right, this ain't no problem. A couple of the other, other kids was older. So he was the youngest one. So as the progression of the of the class came down, I started, I just started seeing the change in him. He would he would ask a little bit more questions. He would, you know, when we do something, he would, more, he would be the one, one of the people that I always volunteer. And towards the end, he was a whole nother person because... Number one, he was younger. Number two, he was never experiencing something like that. And then not only was I teaching them, I was also trying to be a mentor to them because they would talk to me about real stuff. And I could relate with a lot of the things that was going on, especially in their community, because at that time, you know, there was a lot of shootings and there was different things going on. But at the end of the program, you know, when it was over, he was like, Dag, it's over already. And I was like, Yeah, man, today the last day. And you could tell the look on his face, he was a little, he was a little disappointed. But I told him, I said, I, I said, listen, you talk to your moms, you tell her if you know, if she don't mind, anytime you want a mentor, you want to call me, got any um, questions, I'll always pick up the phone and I'll help you out. And at the end of that program, the kids actually started their own business. Nice. They started an online t-shirt company. And Every month, I would I would drive to the school. Uh, I would show them how much money they made on the computer, and then I would I would divvy out their money, and they they each got um, equal shares. And you know, he liked that a lot. He liked it so much that years later, when I started my virtual after school program, he's one of the first kids that signed up. Mm, see, and that's amazing, dude. Like, you know, my class. I have two classes, right? One's a freshman class. One's a senior class. The senior class. <clears throat> these are the kids that weren't doing good in high school math, right? Like this, this is their last effort to get a math credit before they either graduate or not. Right. And so, so you can imagine these kids aren't the kids that type the, the type of kids that did homework, mm-hmm. but 
I feel so passionate about you need to understand this topic that I designed the class so that I'm not really assigning homework. It's very conversational. I want you to ask questions because at the end of the day, they're still 16, 17 years old. A lot of the material that we're talking about, they have zero experience. It's just another problem in a book for them, right? Another problem on a piece of paper. But at the very least, they are going to have heard it. They know what the definition of these words are. They can speak that language. So when they're presented with similar situations, it's not the first time they're seeing it. I end the class playing cash flow. Uh, the last couple of weeks of school, we play cash flow, the board game, uh, yeah. just so they can kind of encompass everything. And like, look, dude, literally take this game. You continue to play it, but with your own money in real life, and you will be okay. Yeah. You know, and that's important because what you, number one, what you're doing a lot of great things. Number one, you're a teacher. You know how hard it is to be a teacher? And math. <laughs> like, math was not my favorite course, but I commend you on that alone. But you actually showing kids a real way how to understand something. And on top of that, you're not just, you know, some teachers, teachers could be very important. Either they could, either they could be very, um, um, they, it could, they could be bad for you if they don't really show you no interest and they don't teach you the right things. But if they do, it could be, they could be very impactful. So you showing kids real life ways, how to look at life. I mean, how to look at math in a different way, you know, instead of just giving them homework and giving them um, sheets, you actually, you're actually teaching them, which is a beautiful thing. And you're actually doing it a way that they can, that they understand because of their age range and their group and their life and their experiences. So that's what, what you're doing is exactly what you, you should come and teach one of our courses. Cause right. Have some fun with that. Because people like you, that's what I'm trying to, that's the people I'm trying to do because kids get a better result from it because you're yeah. a real person doing real great things. It's just, it's the life that we've chosen to lead. Right. I mean, I have this conversation with my brother a lot, like, you know, the, the stepping from the employee side to the self-employment side or to the business owner side, that is a scary leap, man. Like you just, you go from security to, you don't know what's going to happen, but you also have a no cap above you, right? On the, on the employee side, you're capped, you're limited to whatever you're going to earn. Whereas on the entrepreneurial side, dude, the sky's the limit. It's completely up to you. But I always like to relate it to like Monopoly, right? Like I got Monopoly up there. And I always tell people the first time you play Monopoly, man, you sucked. You didn't, you didn't know what the hell you're doing. But the second time, that's when you had an opportunity to win. The only difference is you knew the rules to the game the second time. So you can play it a little bit different. And that's how I think of financial literacy. You're learning the rules to the game. It's up to you how you're going to play the game. But at least you know the rules and you can use them in your, in your favor. So Gary, if people want to get involved, um, and I know you said it before, but I want to make sure we do it again. How do people get a hold of you? Say hello to my little friend. There you go. Our face was my giant too. Um, what you do is you could go on the website or you could email me. Um, you could contact us directly on the website. It goes directly to my email, or you could email me at Gary at the co-opproject.org that you see right there, but just put the Gary in the at at it. And I'll definitely, I'll definitely hit you right back. And we can take it from there. That's the easy way. Oh, and we on Instagram. You can hit me up on Instagram. We on Twitter, and we on Facebook as well too. Same handle for all of them. Um. Yep. The, you got it right there. Follow IG at the Co-op Projects. You got S at the one on Instagram, and then the Twitter is the the Co-op Project. 
Sweet, man. And you did your graphic design, huh? Like the, the, the logo that you're wearing right there, like you do all your own graphic design, all your own ad material, right? Yeah, because I um I used I started I used to make t-shirts since like 98. I was making t-shirts. So screen printing, you know, huh? Yeah, screen printing. I learned, but I had to learn that's one of the things I had to learn all of it by myself. You know, it's not like I had someone to teach me and guide me. I had to make the mistakes, lose money, buy a machine, own a store. New, um, you know, downsize different things, but you know, that's why I try to incorporate it in the class. So I learned how to, yo, do hey, there was no Google, there was, was no Google back in 98, that didn't work. <laughs> and when you tell kids stuff like that, they look at you like crazy, like there's no, I remember there was no internet, like you yeah. know, there was no internet, there was nothing. So my first, my first t shirt design, I had to go to the library and actually rip a page out of a book and like and kind of like steal it and put it and put it and take your um. Take it home and bring it to the silk screen designer and be like, I want to put this picture on the shirt. And that was my first shirt I've ever made. Yep, yep. And then he had to burn the image onto the screen. Yep. So you could put it on there. And if you had multiple colors, that's a whole different ball game, dude. Yeah, I remember that game. That was exactly. tough, dude. That ain't no joke. But you figured it out, right? And that's the key here. It's something you were passionate about. And it didn't matter what you had to learn. You learned it like nothing was going to get in your way. And I feel like that's what your organization is doing, which reminds me. I'm going to make them an offer he can't refuse. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I get it. There are things going on in the world right now. And you feel like there's something that you can do to give back. And you have an opportunity to do that right here at home. There are so many projects that are being funded right now by the coopproject.org that you can get involved in a number of different things, four different content areas, education, youth, veterans, and homelessness. It's completely up to you. Pick the project that you want to work on and either donate time, donate your efforts, or just donate some cash so they can continue to fund these projects. Go to thecoopproject.org, thecoopproject.org, and there is a hyphen between co and op. So thecoopproject.org. Head over there, fund a project, become part of the community. All right, Gary, what do you think, man? Uh, my last little thing that I always do, because it's important for us, the way we grow is through video testimonials, try to capture the excitement of a good experience. What was your experience like on the Business Bros? Honestly, this is one of the best things I've ever done right now. This is I like the I like the energy. I like the professionalism. The host was on point. This is this is a really good opportunity. I suggest everybody really join and want to be a, um, a, a, a guest on this show right here. It was, it was really a great opportunity and great energy. I appreciate it. Man, I had you smiling the whole time. That was the key. All right, dude, you are in graphic design, you're in marketing, you do all those things. What was, you know, give me some criteria. What was my marketing like? Everything from booking a spot on the show to being notified and now being on the show. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, for real. Since the first time you contacted me, everything was real professional. You know, some people they have like a janky email, but yeah, your logo, everything that you, everything that was inside of it. Uh, you emailed me yesterday and told me, you know, these are the things that we're gonna need. It was very professional. Even your studio itself, like I see the the Ink Magazine in the back with Gary V. You got the Monopoly thing in it. Um, your your lighting, the sound, your sound. Everything was really professional. Top 10, man. What can I say? 
setting the bar man always trying to improve if it can be measured it can be improved all right gary thank you very much for coming on the show ladies and gents one more time the website if you feel like donating if you got some project that you think you can be a great part of the co-op project.org the co-op project.org gary thanks a lot for coming on the show ladies and gents we'll catch you guys tomorrow peace and we're out Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers.